Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So a new study has revealed that sending weak electrical currents to the brain can improve older adults' memories. Research is in the early stages, but results showed the boost lasted eh, about a month, and there's no serious side effects. Uh Uh-huh. Now scientists hope that the tech could one day help people at risk of dementia and Alzheimer's disease. So they put a cap embedded with electrodes that deliver small electric zaps. With that, I guess you're supposed to remember things better. According to a neurologist at the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota, who was not involved in the research, said the findings are quite remarkable. People uh, begin to live longer. The approach would become important to, uh, to, for the tool to protect or even enhance memory in older adults. Now, according to this study, they found that the memory performance improved by approximately 50 to 65% in participants who received the four-day intervention. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you have to spend, you know, the entire four days getting zapped or if they break it up, I'm not sure. <laughs> they, uh, oh, here we go. Okay. So it's only done, uh, for 20 minutes. So that's no problem. Uh, using the cap, the researchers delivered a weak electrical current to participants brains while asking them to recall five lists of 20 words. That's, I mean, I don't know that I could do that now. Maybe you should get zapped, Jeff. Oh, okay. I'm better. Um, (laughs) uh, the process is done for 20 minutes on four consecutive days. 40 people in the study received a placebo treatment. They wore the cap, but didn't receive the electrical stimulation. I mean, didn't you realize, uh, I'm not really feeling anything. Uh, what's going on here? So I, you know, 20 minutes for four days in a row, trying to, uh, recall five lists of 20 words. I'm not sure what the list was. 20 words though. Welcome to chewing the fat. I mean, I realize that's only five and that's one at a time, but it's a start. We are finding some amazing things on this planet that we didn't know existed before because we believe that uh, everything uh, as it is now is the way it was wrong. Uh, The earth changes. It's a secular thing. Amazing. Uh, so I know that the UN blames uh, the droughts on climate change and land, land degradation. But, and I, that according to the UN, droughts globally have jumped 29% since the year 2000. But, uh, man, we have a lot of rivers that are drying up, and uh, the, uh, many watershed areas have disrupted cargo flows in Europe. 
uh, Tesla and other manufacturers uh, suspending production in China. Uh, American farmers are cut back, are told to cut back on water use. Uh, and we've had some amazing things turn up because of the drought and the shrinking water level. So uh, the hunger stones etched along the banks of Central Europe's rivers uh, with encryptions that date back centuries and generally offer the same message to future generations. If the water is low enough for you to read this, prepare for pain, uh, which is not really good. Uh, more than uh, 20 Nazi warships uh, laden with the explosives were uncovered in Serbia as the Danube, Danube, yeah, the Danube River, uh, fell to its lowest level in nearly 100 years. Uh, across Italy's shrinking river system, ruins of ancient civilizations have been discovered, including a bridge that may have been built by the Roman Emperor Nero. Uh, in the uh, parched Yangtze River in China, three Buddha statues believed to be 600 years old were found. Uh, we know that we have five sets of human remains that have been found and other items in Lake Mead as it dries up in the southwest U.S., and I mean, it's, it's amazing. So I, I know that these are amazing finds and actually kind of scary because the earth has gone through it before and humans survived. So that's the good news. We will survive. Maybe not all of us, but we will survive. Now it may take some of us doing some things we don't like to do. Like I've been talking forever. what seems like forever for the past couple of years since the, since the pandemic and the 15 days to flatten the curve i've told you that animals uh, are going to you know start attacking and taking back their land and they have started and the difference between america and other countries is that uh, we don't put up with it so we have the story of the seal who broke into a house in new zealand so the cat ran away and the seal gets in the house and just lounges on the couch uh, no. Now, apparently the family was not home at the time when the seal crawled through the cat flap and, uh, you know, squeezed his big ass seal ass through the cat flap and then just hung out at the house. And they've had all kinds of problems now in this area in New Zealand because it's apparently seal business time and uh, they're all out wandering around. And they had a lot of calls about seals, you know, in people's uh, in their yards and around their homes. But this is the only one where the seal broke into the house and broke in is a, you know, tough word. I know he crawled, he squeezed his big ass seal body through the cat flap. Unless they had a big cat flap. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying it came through the cat flap. And so they showed up and rehomed this seal. Isn't that special? Now we have kangaroos in Australia that are attacking people. Uh, yeah, they're attacking people. Kangaroos are attacking people. Maybe, maybe you put them down. I just, maybe it's just me. Maybe you just put them down, but nobody in Australia has a gun or it's a, you know, it's highly unlikely that someone in Australia has a gun since they took them all away. So according to the neighborhood in one area is that, uh, they've gotten a lot of rain and huh they've got a lot of rain in australia but it's droughts in some other parts of the country it's almost like it's a secular thing huh secular 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 yeah you know what i mean and uh so he, this guy is saying hey cut your lawn don't let it grow because the kangaroos show up and want to eat the grass 
And so otherwise the herds are going to come to your yards. <laughs> so apparently they're getting, uh, the kangaroos are attacking people. Oh, okay. I mean, one, one lady had a broken leg from an attack. They have a, they have a road sign that says recent kangaroo attacks in this particular neighborhood. I mean, people are afraid to go outside. Yeah, no, that's not happening here in America. We're going to put you down. We have the monkeys attacking people around the country. So they're saying the problem is uh, is twofold. One is that the uh, residents are feeding some of the kangaroos. So the kangaroos are busy showing up and they're, you know, they have no fear of humans. They're, you know, they're getting, they like it. So they show up. Now, the other one is completely opposite. They're saying that uh, people are using gel blasters because they don't have guns, gel blasters to, you know, discourage the kangaroos from hanging out in your yard. So they're shooting at them with these gel blasters, which they claim makes them more aggressive towards humans. (laughs) (laughs) according to the department of environment and science in australia there are no plans to cull the kangaroos well maybe there should be here in america we put you down uh humans first we have a story of a man remember we had one story and not all people put the bears down i know remember we have we've had multiple stories where the bear has broken into a house and then the police come and they try to shoo it out and they bang on the walls and they get the bear to leave through the back door or the front door or the way it came in and they don't shoot it well that is a huge mistake in my view however uh this man in colorado woke up to the wife screaming saying <laughs> <laughs> saying uh, there's a bear in the house and the kids are sleeping uh the kids are sleeping downstairs mom and dad are upstairs and the bear is rummaging through the house so hubby uh grabs his gun and goes down he the couple's dog was barking uh the wife is screaming she's saying there's a big black male 400 pounds in the in the kitchen and so Hello? No, that is not going to happen in my man Ken Maudlin's house. He grabbed the forty caliber pistol, took the wife, uh, the wife's place at the door, and shot at the bear. <laughs> then the bear turned and said, Wait, you're shooting at me? I'm going to charge you. And that's when Ken opened fire. <laughs> I'm sure he used more than that because he emptied the gun and the bear got about five feet away from him before he finally dropped down and was still, you know, he was dying in the hallway. And then he calls his kids. He calls 911 on his phone and he calls his kids in the bedroom, tells them stay where they're at. And uh, the bear obviously uh, died right there. And they used a wench to drag him out of the house. And get rid of a big old bear. The photos of it, man. It's a big old bear. It's scary if that thing is in your house. Now, apparently, uh, the family, because they have bears in the area, uh, they say they hardly ever attack humans. Uh, but when they get into your homes, all bets are off. Yeah, no kidding. But apparently, uh, the family forgot to lock the front door. And I guess the bear walked up and went, hey, it's unlocked. I'm coming in. That was a mistake. I'm sure he realized 
after he was in digging through the dog food and crashing through the kitchen. Yeah, I probably shouldn't have done that. And by that time, it was too late. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Oh, man. So I don't know what's happening in Houston, but in the last couple of weeks, they've had some big uh, spills of nastiness. Uh, last week, and I don't think we talked about it, although I had it in my show prep, was the crash of the pineapple truck. <laughs> Two semi-trucks crashed, left 40,000 pounds of pineapples across Interstate 45. And, uh, you know, I guess it had a blowout and ripped one truck from his trailer. And then the trailer cut across the trailer of another truck slash the cargo area. Pineapples everywhere. And they've gotten it cleaned up, but the smell was a little overwhelming at the time. But the uh, kind of went away. But now we have a intersection in Houston where a truck, they're assuming because uh, it just spilled on the road, was a load of cow intestines. I mean, I could almost, I could almost hurl thinking about it. So and I'm just, <laughs> so I thought I'd bring you along for the ride, okay? So I guess there was a whole huge the picture of it is nastiness. And so they've cleaned it up, but it was on the this during I mean it's a hundred degrees out, it's on the it's on the pavement, and it's just all these cow intestines. Oh nastiness. So they've cleaned it up, but this it's not enough. It is not enough. So the smell is just overwhelming. Now, one lady says that she drove through the spoiled bowels on her way to pick up her daughter. Here's the first hint. I mean, when you see a, a skunk in the road or you see that, whatever that is, the spoiled bowels in the road, don't drive through it. What in the world are you doing? Go around. Uh, don't <laughs> She said she had the car. The flies were following her all over the undercarriage of the car. Yeah, sometimes you can't get rid of that smell. I mean, I don't know if you've ever run over a skunk that has been hit before. Not that I have. And, uh, man, it takes a long time to get that smell off the tires, off your car. It's a lingering nastiness. And I'm sure that her car has now a lingering nastiness from the spoiled bowels on the road. (laughs) So they've cleaned it up, but it's still, you know, the smell still permeates the air at the old intersection in Houston. So if you could go around the intersection of Hardy Street and Cavalcade there in Houston do so for a while at least you know for a month or so because woof woof nastiness and I personally I can't do it I can't I'd be I would be barfing they were talking about people in the neighborhood walking and you know <laughs> throwing up or at least uh, being overwhelmed and gagging as they're walking around. So, I mean, I understand that completely, man. I I cannot be around that kind of stuff. 
And, and, you know, after a while, I guess you get used to it. I mean, I was raised out in the, in the Michigan farm, like dairy country. And you smell the, in the summertime, that smell of dairy farms and cows is in, it permeates the air. And it's just, that's the smell. But man, you get me in uh, some place where they have spoiled <laughs> intestines. I am not going to do well. I'm just not going to do well. And the good thing is, is that the driver responsible? Yeah, we don't know who it was. <laughs> so was it an accident or was it a guy that got paid to pick up the remains and then just said, you know what? Uh, I don't want to pay to take it to the spoiled remains dump. I'm just going to dump it here in downtown Houston. I don't know. We don't know. But I'm sure we'll find out. And speaking of smells, I see you can get a new uh, water cup lemonade smelling candle from Chipotle. Uh, apparently, it's a limited edition water cup candle that uh, is available. You can pick it up. Apparently, they're saying they're making fun of people getting the water cup at Chipotle and uh, not actually getting water, getting the lemonade from their drink stand so they're you know selling you a water cup smelling like lemonade and they're giving you a coupon for a lemonade at the store kind of cute i don't know do you want a candle that smells like lemonade eh, eh. i mean it's better than cow intestines and then i see where mcdonald's has now got the chicken big mac did anyone ask for the chicken big mac it doesn't matter that we are going to get it anyway okay the sandwich is going to include uh, two tempura chicken patties, pickles, shredded lettuce, and American cheese. A combination the company said was a huge success when it was rolled out to customers in the UK. I mean, we've got chicken sandwich wars going on. Uh, between Popeye's and Chick-fil-A and Burger King and Wendy's, there's, there's, uh, there's a chicken war going on and uh, people are struggling to get chicken. I mean, there's, <laughs> you've got chicken wing companies. Prices are going through the roof. Well, prices are going through the roof on everything. So the chicken wars, I'm sorry, the chicken sandwich wars, it is the chicken wars altogether too. Uh, there are, uh, the, the war is still ongoing. So get them while they last. And we have another story of a lady in Israel who came to the emergency room with a little bit of an issue. Uh, if you um, are suffering from a loud noise along with severe itching, tickling, and tingling sensation in your ear, you may have a cockroach in there. I know. I don't, hey, don't look at me. I'm just telling you, you it's possible. All right? If you're suffering from that... <laughs> So the lady goes to the emergency room and says, Hey, uh, I've got this something happening in my head. Uh, I got this tingling. I got itching and it's driving me insane. And can you find, take a look in there? Sure, we can take a look. Oh, yeah, it's a cockroach in there. And so, uh, all right, I'm going to give you, I'm going to pour some anesthesia down your eardrum. We're going to kill that thing. And then we're going to knock you out and get that thing out of there. No, can't do that. I have, uh, I have a thing with anesthesia that can't happen. So without anesthesia, they put a little camera down there and caught the cockroach moving around and then grabbed him as he was fighting to stay in there and go deeper and pulled him out. First try. That's according to the story. First try. Got him out of there. Awesome. 
Good for the doc. He said, uh, I don't know how she remained so calm. Uh, I don't know that I've been able to do that, but uh, if she hadn't remained so calm, I would have had to use uh, anesthesia, no problem. And so uh, just remember that the dangers of an insect entering the ear, apart from, you know, severe suffering, are infection, hearing loss, and my favorite, more. Uh, According to the doc, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. I'm happy I was able to pull the bug out of her ear, and I wish her good health. (laughs) He claims it happens ever so often. I know. Once every few years, I get a call in the middle of the night, you know, with a complaint and terrifying screams from patients that got an insect, insect in their ear. You know, they think they're having a psychotic attack. I got to pull it out of them. <laughs> I will say, I do not want that to happen. Uh, I, don't, I don't know that I wish that on anyone. We've seen uh, films where they use that to uh, torture people, uh, putting bugs inside you like that. Uh, man, I, that is, I'll tell you what you want to know. I, no problem. We're going to put you down and put bugs all over you. Now, you know what? I'll tell you what you want to know. What do you need to know? Hey, just a side note. I would love to talk to someone or have someone on the inside of Burning Man. I know that uh, it starts this weekend. Uh, August 28th, 2022. For those of you listening live, today is the 23rd of August, 2022. Uh, Burning Man runs from the 28th through October 14th, 2022, out at, uh, you know, Black Rock City. I would love to talk to someone who is on their way to Burning Man and then, you know, deal with them while at Burning Man. If you could just email chewingthefat at theblaze.com. Or you can uh, tag me on uh, social media at JeffyJFR Twitter. Or you can tag me uh, on Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio, or Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio. That would be great. I want to experience it through you. (laughs) Let me experience, let me and the audience, the rest of the audience of Chewing the Fat experience Burning Man through you. So make that happen. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. So remember MoviePass? Uh, yeah, it's, go- it's coming back. MoviePass is back. Uh, when they first started, it was a big deal. And it took, uh, you know, it took the movie experience uh, by storm and really pissed off AMC and Regal and Alamo. So they all started their own. And MoviePass shut down, uh, went bankrupt. Well, it's back. So you go to their website, uh, moviepass.com, and uh, it has the big countdown for you to sign up with the countdown. Yay! And the clock is ticking, and the new MoviePass beta app will be accessible by invite only. When the timer reaches 00, the waitlist will be open for five days. All who join the waitlist will receive priority access to the service and 10 friend invites. Space is limited is it once the wait list is closed the only way to join will be through an invite from a friend so beginning uh thursday which would be what the 25th of august 2022 uh you can uh, sign up and get a second chance at movie pass it promises it's changed for real 
All right, let's uh, let's see. According to this, it's going to have uh, three different tiers that you can use for monthly credits that you receive toward movies. And the three tiers are $10, $20, and $30 a month. Uh, the card is going to be black instead of red. That was, that's kind of a good look. It probably should have been black anyway to begin with. And uh, it doesn't say anywhere about what you're going to get for the each tier. It just says, uh, information is coming about that. Wait, what? Yeah, um, the prices are going to vary depending on each market, but the general prices will be $10, $20, and $30. Each level will get a certain amount of credits to be able to use toward movies each month. More details to come. Oh, okay. Well, at least more details are coming, or so they say. Uh, we'll see if it works. Uh, you know, the movie industry is really struggling. We know that, uh, what you call it, filed for bankruptcy. The Cineworld Group. So, I mean, the movie theater industry is still hurting even with a preferable deal from these movie companies to, uh, you know, stay away from launching the streaming uh, ahead of sending it to the theaters. So we'll see what happens. I don't know. I don't know that it's worth it um, to get it now, but it was a great deal when it first went out and that's why the movie companies hated it and then started their own little, uh, their own little movie pass service to uh, get people to use it. Cause man, we hate movie pass. We hate movie pass. Yeah. We're going to go ahead and do it ourselves, uh, because that was a really great idea and we don't know why we didn't have that to begin with, but movie pass sucks. Movie pass sucks. And so we'll see, we'll see, we'll see moviepass.com. They are not a sponsor, but perhaps they should be. So I see where House of the Dragon uh, brought in uh, almost 10 million viewers for the first episode, of which I was one, across uh, Linear and HBO Max platforms in the U.S. on Sunday night. Uh, it's pretty huge. Uh, you know, they were, they're happy about that, no question. I know the last episode of the original Game of Thrones brought in uh, 19.3 million viewers in May of 2019. Huge. Um, and you know, obviously the world was unhappy with the final season of game of Thrones. Uh, we were, in fact, we did a show talking Thrones, I think for that final season and, uh, with Jason Buttrell and my wife. And, uh, I, I still thought it was okay. I didn't think it was as bad as everyone thought it was, but the world believes that it was terrible. That final season of game of Thrones. Anyway, um, house of the dragon has just taken a beating to, by people who are unhappy and they're calling it a woke scene. I, I, I enjoyed the heck out of it. Uh, I don't think I, you know, it wasn't, uh, the, the big scene where the wife, the King's wife is pregnant and has a breached birth. And the doc says, uh, no, well, he's not a doctor. I know, but the doc at the time says, uh, this is where you have to make an impossible decision. Uh, you know, one or the other or both. And, uh, you know, she didn't even ask her, well, he's the king. Okay. Get over it. That's the way it works. I know. I mean, most of the show is going to be about the woman who's pissed anyway, because she can't be the queen who never was. 
and she's got a husband that's pissed that she was never queen and now you've got the daughter who's going to be queen uh you know given uh you know the the king's nod to be queen and so it's all about women who are you know in charge get over it he's the king he decides not her what happens okay and he wanted a son he wanted an heir to the throne and so in our world today if that happens most likely you opt for the life of your wife right because you can have another baby uh you can't you know get another wife i mean you can but not the same wife duh and uh you just most people i i mean i'm speaking for myself given the choice between oh, my wife and a baby i would choose my wife i you would choose your wife the wife uh you can just the way it is it's just it would that's my train of thought as a king who wanted an heir to the throne a boy who he knew and believed in his heart was a boy uh he wanted to have that heir and decided i'm the king uh i'm sorry i love you but uh, get that kid out of her and uh, save the kid and it didn't work anyway they both died oh did i is that a spoiler oh gosh darn it so i mean the whole thing was was a bummer for the king that's why i believe that's the quote that they used was a bummer for the king so uh get over it oh my gosh i just it was i thought the episode was really good and i i enjoyed the heck out of it so again maybe it's just me but i enjoyed it as one of the almost 10 million viewers and i see where jason whitlock has written an article for the blaze talking about uh house of the dragon and george rr martin's plan to burn down men in america it's a show <laughs> i i uh, you know i know i know i know i get it but i know that they're talking about you know this show begins with the female narrator rihanna targaryen explaining her father's rise to the ruler of the realm and his triumph his triumph of sexism over birthright yeah that was the time i just i i can't i can't it's okay uh jason uh didn't apparently like it and uh he doesn't believe that uh the show is worth watching so okay that's fine go ahead i disagree but to break it down as a plan to burn down men in america i don't know i mean i mean this is pre game of thrones so if you believe that game of thrones was not was you know men's hierarchy and sexism at its finest this was after this so you've got to believe that because of this brought us that just saying We do have some breaking news as we record Chewing the Fat today. Uh, the Whitmer kidnapping trial verdict came down. This is the second trial. Uh, Adam Fox, uh, guilty on conspiracy to kidnap, guilty on possession of weapon of mass destruction. Barry Croft, guilty on conspiracy to kidnap, guilty on possession of weapon of mass destruction, guilty on possession of destructive device. So the second trial 
with two men uh, were found guilty. The first trial, of course, they were all found uh, not guilty. Really kind of strange how that worked out. Uh, and when you get reports of how the judge treated the trial, uh, it's not surprising that the guilty verdict came down. But just if you think, if you think the country is divided now, it's going to continue to be divided because of things like this. And we know that the guy that was in charge of the FBI in Detroit during this time then went to Washington, D.C. just before January 6th. Huh. So the guy in charge of the FBI in Detroit who was a, you know, a part of the entrapment scheme uh, then went to D.C. prior to January 6th almost as if he had some planning to do there as well. But no, that's not true. And it couldn't happen that way. So just shut up. And don't tell me about the uh, new poll from uh, Rasmussen. I'm sorry, it's a survey. That uh, Americans regarding their attitude toward the FBI, a majority of them now, not happy. Uh, not happy at all. In fact, uh, they say that uh, the raid on uh, Trump's Florida home made them trust the FBI less. So most Americans believe the FBI is now Biden's Gestapo. Isn't that what Stone said it was? He called uh, Stone. Stone called the statement uh, that the FBI was Biden's Gestapo. <laughs> Seems almost like that's a true statement, doesn't it? But no. No, 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 no. Stop. I don't want to hear it, okay? Uh, 46% now view the FBI unfavorably. 29% who have a very unfavorable impression of the Bureau. Huh. The only re real question is why these numbers are still so low. Well, that's their comment from PJ Media. That's not my comment. My comment would be, these people are all wrong, okay? <laughs> There's no way that you can believe that the FBI is Joe Biden, our president's personal Gestapo. No way, okay? All right, then. Okay, so news from uh, NASA and the world of our exoplanetary systems. Uh, they are asking for help to name the new exoplanetary systems. There's 20. They've got, uh, they're going to give 20 new names. It's called the uh, Name Exo Worlds 2022 Competition. It's from the International Astronomical Union which is in charge of naming celestial objects. So that's why they're launching this Name Exo Worlds 2022 competition. They want it to be a collaborative affair. So participants must create a, a team composed of teachers, students, astronomy enthusiasts, or professional or amateur astronomers. Once the team selects its favorite names for one exoplanet and its host star, they're required to host a community outreach event that teaches the public about exoplanets. Only then can the team submit a written and video proposal that includes the names and justifications for their choices. 
I mean, that's a lot of work for uh, the video. The video, I just want to name it. The video cannot be more than three minutes long. The essay should not exceed 300 words. The team is also required to re write a report no longer than 300 words on their public outreach initiative, which could be a talk by a scientist on exoplanet discoveries and submit photos or video of the event. That's it, though. That's all you have to do. <laughs> <laughs> now there's also naming guidelines I mean, you're just not going to be able to name it you know uncle bill uh it's a huge responsibility of course it is and so there's a list of guidelines to begin with names should have a long-standing cultural geographic or historical significance indigenous names are encouraged okay but any team proposing one must be led by a member of an indigenous community so if you want an indigenous name you better have an indigenous community with you <laughs> otherwise no you're out i mean come on additionally the name of the exoplanet and its host star need to follow the same theme meaning they must be related in some way. Teams cannot submit names of people, pets, or organizations. Any terms related to political, military, or religious activities are also not allowed. You can submit your names through November of 2022, November 11th, actually. A national vetting process will take place between the 15th and of November and the 15th of December of 2022. And each country will select one proposal along with two backups. Afterward, the international community will review the submissions and choose one for each exoplanet between December 16th and March 16th of 2023. The winning names will be announced on March 20th, 2023. So it's just that simple. And while we have that going on, we have uh, NASA saying that uh, they have plans to probe Uranus. I mean, they must not realize the numbers are going up with monkeypox. That's all I'm saying. We have 15,433 total monkeypox cases in the United States alone. <laughs> uh, New York has 2,910. I'll give you the top five. New York has 2,910. California has 2,663. Florida has 1,588. Texas has 1,283. And Georgia has 1,190 monkeypox cases. And yet, what do I hear? Huh. NASA is going to probe Uranus. Okay. All right, sure, no problem. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.